Welcome to Unleash Your Retirement with David Corin from RVA Wealth Management. Our podcast is all about providing anyone considering retirement with the confidence they need to pursue their dreams in this new phase of life. We cover a wide range of topics, from retirement planning to investing with purpose, all while making you laugh and keeping things lighthearted. With David's years of experience and guest industry leaders to help guide us, you'll walk away feeling informed, empowered, and ready to take on your future with confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to join us on this journey to a new life. Hello and welcome to the Unleash Your Retirement podcast with your host, David Corin. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, David. How are you? It's fantastic, Wendy. How about yourself? Oh, good. We're coming up on a new year, right? Absolutely. And very glad to see 2023 go by the wayside, although we did <laughs> have a nice bang to the finish of the year in terms of the markets, but very happy that 2023 is over and we're going to be looking forward to 2024. So uh, and that's I think that's the about. general consensus, the general consensus. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. It's been a very challenging year and in many ways it's been eventful. <laughs> We've had a lot of things happen. We had the Israeli Hamas war breakout to go with the Ukrainian-Russian war that continues to rage. We have China rattling their sabers on an ongoing basis. We had the Fed uh, finally start to loosen towards the end of the year after tightening pretty rigorously up through the middle of the year. And we had a surprise finish to the markets this year. What do we end up, uh, what does it look like? I think we're having a little off day today, but I think for the year, we're going to have a pretty solid S&P and a NASDAQ, right, Mike? The S&P will be up around 25% by year end. Wow. Wow. That is a nice finish. <laughs> NASDAQ, what is even more than that, right? Uh, north of 40%. So North of 40% oh. the NASDAQ. All so right. if you uh, invested heavily in the uh, NASDAQ this year, QQQ, or uh, any of those types of uh, investments, or if you just invested in the magnificent seven stocks out there, which are, what is that? Microsoft, Netflix. No, not Netflix. Microsoft. <laughs> Help me out, Mike. Meta, Meta, the old Facebook. Meta, the old Facebook, uh, right. Amazon. Google, Amazon, Google. Google. Apple. Oh, Apple. Yes, Apple. Thank you. Apple and NVIDIA. That was yes. it. Those, those are the magnificent seven. And they tore it up this year. We're talking about much bigger than the 40% gains. They're, they're, they're the reason the NASDAQ went up 40% because they went up quite a bit more than that. I think the video was up well over 100% this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so a very interesting year. A lot of that was related to AI, by the way, and the advent, the, the sort of breakthrough that they had in AI that was announced earlier in the year. And that had a lot to do with these uh, tech stocks taking off. And couple that with the uh, belief that the Fed has now paused and that next year they'll start to reduce rates as the economy slows. And it made for a banner year for a lot of these large cap growth stocks. Absolutely. It was sort of a humbling year uh, for procrastinators. We were sort of expecting a, a challenging year, possibly even going into a recession with the Fed increasing uh, rates as they did. And it turned out to be uh, actually a very strong year. Yeah, we really did expect the recession to hit and it didn't happen. It's good news. That's good news. Yeah. The economy was resilient and the uh, consumer kept spending and, and the uh, jobs are a plentiful still out there. So it is good news. Yeah. Uh, we skipped over something important. Uh, introducing Mike. So, oh, David, why don't you do the honors? 
My apologies. Mike Smith is, and I have been working together for over eight years now. Mike is a certified financial planner. He does a lot of our model builds and his former career, he was a uh, desk player, so to speak. He's actually worked on the Boston Stock Exchange and other places in his storied career, many years in the financial services industry now. Oh, it's okay. good to be back. Yeah. Happy New Year, Wendy. Happy New Year. So we, we finished off strong and what's good for 2024? I think this we could see a continuation of um, this excitement over AI. We are in the early innings here. AI came on, ChatGPT was announced about a year ago. So there's a race now to build out AI in um, all across industries, anywhere from defense to healthcare, uh, drug discovery. It's a very exciting time. There's a lot of money being built on storage for this massive amount of data. The efficiency in the U.S. economy is going to continue to improve with these new developers coming up. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. Yeah, I I think that uh, some predictions say that we could see as much as a 30% improvement in productivity. And many have compared AI not to the internet, but to the invention of electricity in terms of its impact on the economy. Wow. Uh, you could say that again. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, Do you so, believe that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you really think about all the areas that AI could touch and, and have an impact on, let, let's face it, AI will take us to places we could not have gone on our own. It is going to open doors in so many areas. And I'm I am talking many, many, many different types of industry, many venues, um, research is going to go crazy. I can just see the applications in, in the biomedical fields, uh, the development of new drugs, the improvement of healthcare, the impact to industry and economies. And I can just foresee us inventing things because of AI's help that we would have never been able to achieve in the past. So it is going to be it, the impact is almost astro- almost unthinkable in some ways because it, it really is going to impact all facets of our life. I mean, every facet. Now, there's a lot of you know concerns about AI, right? Have you heard yeah. that? Yeah, is it going to take everyone's jobs? Right. It will take some jobs. Let's face it. Uh, electricity took some jobs, a lot of them. People had to retrain and figure out how to do things differently and adapt in that environment. And I and I'll and I'll I say this, you know, if you had decided I'm going to go in the closet, I am not going to use that damn computer. Okay, 20 years ago. Where would you be today? I mean, if you never learned how to use a computer. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You would not be <laughs> on the cutting edge of anything, believe me. Uh, you needed to adapt and 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 learn how to use that computer. And the same thing is going to be true of AI. We as a firm have to adapt and learn to utilize AI in the ways that it's making itself available to us already. I mean, we have already used it in many different ways. Uh, and I can foresee it having an even greater impact to our industry going forward. And so it will really help us as advisors. It will help the individual who doesn't want to use an advisor and wants to do it himself. Uh, so I can see the robo-advisoring world becoming even more important. But there's a lot of people that are not going to want to go that route. So 
they're going to want to work with advisors like us and the opportunities for us are huge. So there's a lot of implications to us as to how we can utilize AI to improve our clients' experiences, improve our overall performance, and improve our services to our clients on a lot of different levels. So I'm pretty excited about how we're going to be able to utilize AI going forward as a firm and its impact to the economy as a whole. Yeah, it's super important right now because the demographics of our country, we are, we are getting older and older. We're not replacing the retiring workers. And so we need to find these creative ways. And I'll give you an example. These massive uh, distribution centers that Walmart has, about 4,200 across the country, many of those are right now are fully automated right now. And the amount of workers it would have taken to run those plants would have been uh, phenomenal. So it's already begun. And it's going to continue to spread out. So uh, in different areas, Amazon is obviously taking full advantage of AI in terms of their just-in-time marketing and being able to deliver. I mean, I still can't believe that I can order Prime and get that damn thing the same day in some cases, <laughs> yeah. um, which blows my mind. I order it in the morning and it's there that afternoon. I'm like, what? It does happen though. I mean, that's just an example, a small example in, of what's going to be happening as we move forward. Can you give me an example of how it's going to help you as a firm? In many ways. So from a uh, from our ability to reach out and touch clients on an ongoing basis, it helps us there. Uh, it helps us with our follow-up. It's going to help us in terms of our modeling tools, how we work with our tools. It will help us from a marketing perspective too. There's a lot of ways that it will impact our marketing. That that helps us as a firm doesn't necessarily help the client directly, but it helps us get new clients. Right. So there are a lot of implications of how it will help us as, as a firm. Not all of them are fully baked yet, but I will give you one example. We have a tool that's available to us now that will enable us to provide immediate real-time information to clients, sort of take in what they tell us where they are, and then we can spit back to them like a full-blown estate plan or a full-blown insurance plan. Things that we really, that's not necessarily our forte. That's not something that we necessarily want to do or put ourselves out there as, but our ability to be able to do that and then help guide a client through that process, again, is very, very beneficial for us as a firm and adds value for the client. It really helps the client uh, achieve their goals and their objectives. So that in that way, it's going to be a huge help. And those are that's just one tool that I already am aware of. I mean, we can just literally take somebody's plan and put it and scan it in and it will give us all the all of this feedback and information because AI is behind the looking at all the details and giving us what the gaps are and where the openings and what's available out there. Not something we could have done in the past. Yeah, it would be help us become way more efficient so we can help more people. Yeah. That's a big thing. And we talk about productivity. That's efficiency. A 30% gain in productivity is huge. I mean, I just can't even tell you how huge that is, but it will help all industries across the board in terms of their ability to do more with fewer people. And that's what productivity is all about and should free us up, you know, to do more other things, more creative things, more uh, beneficial things for our clients. I can just imagine, you know, us, okay, well, we don't have to do that anymore. So, hey, we can do this to something we didn't used to want to do, but hey, we can do that now because we have the time and uh, and can devote the, the the manpower to it, whereas because AI is doing these other things for us that we used to have to spend a lot of time on. 
So I see that as occurring on an ongoing basis. So I know we're talking a lot about AI, but I do think it's going to have a big impact and is part of the reason that we've seen this run up in these markets this year, but only part of the reason. I think the real reason is the pause by the Fed in terms of interest rates. So uh, interest rates have started to go down and that we think that will continue in 2024. Right now, they're betting that the Fed will take about 150 basis points down on uh, on interest rates and get down to about a three and a half percent rate. If that happens, that's really good news for bonds because bonds move different, you know, move adversely to the interest rate. So the interest rates, when the interest rates come down, bond valuations jump significantly. Uh, and on top of that, our yields now that we're seeing in the bond category are really very nice, very attractive. We're getting up in that six, seven, eight percent, nine percent range in terms of interest rates being paid on on different bond positions. So that's very attractive, especially for the for our clients that need income. Uh, you know, and a lot of our clients do need income from their portfolios. So being able to provide that income is real important to get this nice cash flow from these bonds. So we think in 2024 that will continue. But we also think that the impact of the rise in interest rates is going to slow the economy down. We're starting to see signs. We have seen signs. So far, though, it's beginning to look like we might have gotten you know, the, uh, the soft landing that the Fed was trying to accomplish. And a lot of people believe that at this point, right, Mike? Yeah, they do. Um, what David's talking about, the, F- the Fed was hoping to raise rates uh, enough to squash inflation, but not enough to cause a recession, the, the so-called soft landing. And they may have actually achieved that. So uh, the consensus next year is we could avoid recession and maybe have slow growth. And there's some other folks saying, well, maybe we have a very mild recession, but the Fed seems to have done a pretty good job with this uh, uh, managing inflation right now. Yeah, we really think that you know next year, we're going to have a mild recession, but very mild. So not nearly what we normally happens after this kind of inverted yield curve for this long. So we think we'll get a mild recession, and but we we think stocks will struggle next year. I think we're going to have to be very selective about where we are positioned in the equity markets. We think that bonds are going to do well, but we need to be very selective on the equity side uh, because I really think that you know. In general, the market will be flat to maybe even off a little bit by the end of 2024. So we don't, we're not expecting a big year for the markets in 2024. We all heard that there was going to be a recession this time of last year. So, you know, keeping that in mind, what makes you think that we will have one now going into next year? Because of what we're seeing with the the impact of these interest rates. So it's a very, there's a lot, there was a lot of government stimulus that has sort of prevented to a large extent, the impact of these higher interest rates on slowing down the economy, on on causing companies not to build, on causing companies not to invest. Okay. But now, and, and also people had these older loans that low interest rates, but now those loans have come due. There's, there's, they're going to have to renew at much higher rates. Uh, they're not going to want to renew at higher rates. Uh, right. There will be projects that will not happen because of these higher interest rates. 
Uh, and that's always already starting across the board in all industries. It's already started. You know, companies are not borrowing because it's the interest rates are so high. And that was the purpose of the higher interest rates, by the way. They did want to slow things down. But there's a lot of indications now, too, that companies may have overhired this year. So we, you know, we've seen a really, you know, really stable jobs market all year. But if we do see the slowdown that we believe is coming and, and it's already started, then we think that jobs will become uh, more challenged. Uh, and that means some, some layoffs because we do think companies may have overhired a little bit during this uh, past year. So we'll see how that plays out, but that would play out with a, with a challenge to the stock market because we will probably see lower profits or more challenged profits by companies. Even though we're getting lower interest rates, that'll help, but I don't think it's going to be enough to offset the lower profits and the slowdown in jobs that we're probably going to see in 2024. And another thing, Wendy, on the market next year, the this rally, this big Santa Claus rally we've enjoyed, it might have pulled some of the returns forward into this year. Right. So it has just been an, an incredible stocks other than the Magnificent Seven actually started going up like small cap stocks, the bonds went up. But did we pull some of those returns from next year? Possibly so. Yeah. Everybody anticipating the easing of interest rates by the Fed next year. So the market got ahead of itself, which it usually does. You know, let's face it, the market does trade ahead. So, so it probably has pulled profits into this year. And so when the slowdown actually does occur, I think that a lot of these stocks are going to back up a little bit. I don't think it'll be huge. I really don't. Don't think that the numbers will be huge. Yeah. And, and we're not saying to go and, and sell your great growth names because over the long term, they are going to do well in, in, our, in our view. But um, it, we may take a little bit of a pause early next year. Just have to be prepared for that. That's right. normal. Very normal. Okay. So what we else can look forward to? Well, we think next year we continue to watch the evolution of AI. Uh, and we think there are a lot of investment opportunities around AI. And that's one of the things we're focused on right now is identifying those opportunities. We think that bonds represent an opportunity because we could see literally equity-like returns in the bond market next year as interest rates drop. We could see yields in the six or seven, and then we could see appreciation in the same range. So now you're talking double-digit returns on your bonds, uh, which is an equity-like return. We may not see that in the equity markets necessarily, broader equity markets, but there are going to be huge opportunities out there next year in the equities, but you are going to have to be selective. And something that might be a good play next year is healthcare. Healthcare has not made any money this year. It has not participated like the tech stocks have, but there's a lot of great things going on as far as medical devices, uh, more and more people needing uh, knees and hips as we get older, hospital management companies, they have not participated in this rally. So they might be a good place to look next year. And it's sort of a nice recession-proof industry. Right, right. And so that's an area that we're looking at too, is the the healthcare sector, because it really has suffered this just, well, it lagged huge. I don't say it suffered. It just lagged big yeah. time this year. All right. We going to do a little wrap up or what do you guys want to do? Yeah, let's go ahead. I think, I think we're, we're, we're good. I think what we're, so bottom line is we had a great finish to 2023. We may have pulled some of the equity returns that we're going to see in 2024 into 2023. Therefore, we think equity is going to struggle in 2024. Not bad, but a little bit of a struggle. They may end up down a little bit from where they are right now. 
And we think bonds will be stellar, will do really well. So I think that's that's sort of our overall take for next year. So we are sort of cautiously positioned. We have more bonds in our portfolios than we normally do because of our belief that we're going to see that uh, safe, that, that nice equity return from a safe investment like a bond. Yeah, we have okay. a net balance approach here. So we're looking forward to next year. Yeah. Sounds good. David, if somebody has some questions, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to our website, rvawealthmanagement.com. And uh, you can set up a 20-minute Ask Anything call with me. That's one of the options on the website. You know, and literally, it's just like it sounds, 20 minutes, free, cost you nothing, ask me anything. And we will do our best to answer your questions in that time frame. And then also, if you're just really interested in, in setting up and coming in for an initial consultation, which is also free, we have a one-hour free initial consultation. And we would ask you for preliminary stuff to come in. Uh, so that we can work with you and answer your questions and give you a little more detail uh, about where you are, what you can expect financially going forward. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you both for being here today. And thank you for listening. Please like, follow and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Unleash Your Retirement podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rvawealthmanagement.com or give us a call at 804-497-2100. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of RVA Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal tax or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of RVA Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RVA Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, RVA Wealth Management and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.